Hi, I'm Nate. I'm Noah. And this is Talking Lion. Noah, we put out an EP. We did. It is out now. It is in the world. What's it called, Noah? It's called Different Plans. Different Plans. I can't believe it's out. I can't believe some of those songs are out. If you haven't heard it yet, dear listener, it's available everywhere. And I actually recommend listening to it because we're going to spend a little time talking about it, really going into depth about how each song came to be. I think what's interesting about this record is that it wasn't supposed to exist. Mm-hmm. We had another EP that we were working on at the end of last year, beginning of this year, which was called Most Improved, that will still be coming out, I believe, next year. But there was a lot that we wanted to do with that record that involved traveling, that involved you know videos that since quarantine, we obviously couldn't do. So instead we were like, what songs are haunting us? And went back through the hard drives. We scoured the the recesses of our SoundCloud. We we hit up our friends. And we hit up our friends. Yeah, we really to, did that. To make these songs finally exist and come to life. So it's called Different Plans because it wasn't our plan. It's a different plan. But I'm I'm glad these songs exist. Are you glad these songs are in the world, man? Yeah, I really am. I think I think some of these songs really needed us to like take the time. to to grow and learn so that they could be what they were supposed to be. Yeah. So, without further ado, this is Talking Lion. So Different Plans opens with this song called If We're Done. Which is a weird one. It's a weird song, yeah. It's, it's a weird song. And it's nice because I think that when we first got to Los Angeles, we were so anxious about making pop music with mm-hmm. a capital P that it kind of took us a second to get comfortable. And by second, I mean years to get comfortable yeah. with putting out weird songs. Do you remember the day we worked on that? I do. I remember we, uh, we went to Venice uh, to visit our good friend, Jesse Mason. We did most sessions back then at our place, but Jesse had a nice setup at his house. He, he was in his parents' house in Venice. This like really nice house with this, he had a really like really vibey studio with like lights and like this big desk and a nice couch. So we, we went to Venice and I, I remember- Well, we got some food. Yeah, that's the thing I was, I was gonna say. We, we, I, the, one of the things I really remember about that, about that day is walking down Abbott Kinney, sizing up all of the restaurants and being like, like that's expensive. That's expensive. Like, I don't really want to spend like $15 on a salad right now. And then we eventually, I think settled for pizza and I don't remember the place. The, the conceit I think of the whole session is that we all wound up having a digestive issue right. about the food, which I think was important because if I remember it correctly, for some reason I was alone. Yeah. It was either I was alone in the bathroom or you both had left to go to the bathroom and I was alone in the studio. And that was, I think, like when I finally had a second to kind of like think about what, you know, what we want to write about, what was the, the story here. That was when I think the first verse just kind of. If we're done, why are you calling me crying? If we're done, isn't that set in stone? And if we're done, why do you keep coming over? If we're done, why can't you leave me alone? Because we've been working on an entirely different song for most of that session. Yeah. We like had this whole beat 
that we were writing to, uh, we had this hook that was like, I miss having, or I like having you around. Oh yeah. And it was like this really like funky Bombay bicycle club, like swing, like EDM kind of thing. And then you guys went to the bathroom or I went to the bathroom. I came back. I'm like, no, it's if we're done, why are you calling me crying? Yeah. It's just like, and we sat down at the synth and just like, we're like, let's just play with like just the, a stock retro synth patch with these like really pretty chords. And then it kind of opened up into this like really like, James Blake. James Blakey, kinda. yeah, kind of just like really intimate synth-driven song that doesn't really have a chorus. I don't think we consciously decided to not have a chorus. We just, I think, you know, once once If We're Done and that whole sort of structure was on the table. And once we, I remember getting that like, why can't you leave me alone? And feeling that, like, getting that felt really cool. And I wanted a big drop and you were like, oh, try this. I was expecting this sort of bigger drop and then like really being sort of floored by the simplicity and like the minimalism of it. You yeah. Know? I think the song, the reason why it haunted us was because we really, really liked it. We just didn't know how to finish it. Yeah. You know, Jesse came by and we tried to write a bridge, but all the bridges started sounding like Broadway. Yeah. Like it just, like it didn't It make was just sense. too much song. It was just like too much information. And it was a time when like, I mean, Bozzy had just started you know, kind of coming on the scene. Right. So like the concept of, you know, two minute and 40 second songs or two minute and 30 second songs yeah, that, was that, still kind of novel. It was still kind of novel. And we were like, we're not novel. We're yeah. not, we're not cool enough to it pull just, that yeah, off. It didn't feel finished. So we tried to get like a rapper on it. Yeah. And, uh, and he took a, a year to actually record a verse that we weren't, that I thought kind of missed the point of the song. It was, I think, here's the thing, I think it was a good verse. I just don't think it was the right verse. There were some lyrics that, that rubbed me a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember just being rubbed the wrong way by it, even though in a vacuum, it was totally fine. Yeah, there was, it was a quality verse, but but then, yeah, like we, we asked for like, you know, a little bit of a revision. And then I was like, oh, it's going to take another year. Yeah. So then we kind of just like held on to it. And then, and then we revisited it finally. Yeah. And kind of got that Linkin Park. It was like, the ending is like this blend. And what I love about it is it's this blend of like Linkin Park and Imogen Heap. Right. Which I think it took us years to realize that like our strength or like the thing that made us unique is, is how much we were fans of sort of these f- more fringe artists growing up. Right. You know, Linkin Park, the biggest band in the world. I know. Okay, listen. <laughs> the highest selling album of all time. Okay, I don't mean it like, I, but what I mean to say is like bringing that into pop music yeah, in 2020, sure. you know? I think that being comfortable with really citing Linkin Park and Imogen Heap. Yeah. As opposed to trying to like, you know, take cues from Bozzy or something like that. Yeah, that, that was what sort of opened the song up, I think, for us to actually finish it. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, I, I think it's, you, you mentioned the Bozzy thing. Like, I think it's what's interesting is that the culture shifted until it was no longer weird to put out a song that short. Yeah, definitely. Like, so, so then we're like, oh yeah, why are we trying to make the song longer when it could just have this outro almost and end it? Yeah. You know? Should we roll the clip of us trying to come up with this song? Yeah, sure. Roll the clip. Why are you calling me crying? If we're done. Isn't that set in stone? And if we're done, why do you keep coming over? If we're done, why can't you leave me alone? If we're done, why do we still go out drinking? And if we're done, why leave your clothes in my home? And if we're done, 
Then I don't know what you're thinking If we're done Then why can't you leave me alone I think it's a if, if, we're, if we're done Why can't you leave me alone Cut out What about if you play it and then cut Why can't you leave me you know, like yeah, I fuck with that. It's interesting. Kinda, like, what are you? I kind of like. What are you hearing for? Because it sounds. We're like hearing like a Bill. James Blake. Yeah, James but Blake. Like a, bit, like a Bill. But like, like, like uh, I never learned to share. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's mm. what I hear fully. Wait, wait, how does this drop? I don't think those drums would work. No, I don't. No. I don't know. But it, yeah, I no, I hear just like no drums or like just percussion. No, well, I, I think I think that like it drop like it drops, but like so, I hear so, like a pulse. More yeah, than pulse, anything. and then yeah, it, it, it builds in the second in the second. And then verse. you can do the drop thing, sure. But but it's, it's, but it's the drop. The first drop small. Start off super minimalistic, like if we're done, why, if we're done, why do we still go out drinking? And if we're done. Why leave your clothes in my home? And if we're done, then I don't know what you're thinking. If we're done, why don't you leave me alone? Why don't you leave me alone? Or that kind of, or, or whatever, whatever we drop into. Yeah, maybe not, not, not this, but like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, different, yeah. I honestly think just like like a, a cool cutoff automation thing, and like yeah. Wait, wait, uh, can we can we try? Can we start, oh, sorry, let me pay you off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like a cool cutoff automation thing with like an arc like building too. Yeah, like a pulse yeah. And then like yeah. If we're done, why can't you leave me alone? <laughs> yeah, so why can't you leave me alone? So James Blake, it's Why can't you leave me alone? In like a good way though, you know? Yeah. Just the chord change is so Oh, it's cool. so cool. Yeah, just on the... Yeah. Remember the what you just did, because that was dope. Yeah. If we're done... Dun 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 why do you still make me anxious? Hey. If we're done, why do you still feel so close? And why am I nervous that I might still let this if I ever ask you to go? If we're done, why can't you leave me alone? Why can't you leave me alone? That works really well. Wait, but... Can't you leave me alone? Is there a lyric that resonates with you? Ooh. I, 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 honestly, the whole thing. The whole thing is so good. I think the first line of the second verse, if we're done, why do you still make me anxious? I think there's just something about the way it's this, it's sung and That's the little, the little yeah. sample that comes after it. There's there's just so much emotion in that. Yeah, I think I think that's the line that like really does me in more than anything. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the same same thing. So we're, I, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page page on that one. And, and, um, and the follow-up, why do you still feel so close? Yeah, that, that's the thing. It was like trying to capture this middle ground of like, oh, why is this person still affecting 
you know, affecting me, affecting you, like, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's also interesting because at the time I was, like, in a completely different place in my life. Like, I was getting into a new relationship. I was in, like, the sort of the honeymoon phase of a relationship. So, like, I was, like, completely disconnected from where you were writing the song. But Because I was, I was, like, had a pretty tough ending to a relationship and sort of commenting on that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I guess now working on it. Yeah, the fin- and in finishing the song, I was like, oh, I'm feeling this so much right now. <laughs> Because, yeah, we, we, we finished it while you were in Breakup Town. Yeah. Breakup. Uh, well, and, and very much in that, like, having just been in that period of, like, if we're done, why are, we, why are you still calling me? Like, why, wh- wh- what is this in-between thing where, like, we're, we've called it quits, but there's still the aftershock of, like, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Like, we're still hanging on to this relationship. And, like, that's, it, if we're done is about that. It's about just, like, the tension in, like, acknowledging the fleeting moment of like the post breakup, not really broken up yet, but you know, it's at at some point you're going to have to rip the bandaid off. Like that's a very real feeling for, for I think anyone who goes through a breakup. Interestingly enough, I I was feeling that working on if we're done about a different relationship, right? Like the song, the song has transcended, uh, two, two of mine. (laughs) Is there a piece of production you hope people, uh, will sort of latch on to. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing is just like we spent a lot of time on on all the little ear candy. I I hope people like respect the clarinet. I think that's just like such a it's such a minimal little sample. It has to do work. But it's, it's doing work. It's doing work. Like it just comes in and it's just like and it's just it just says everything it needs to say. There's no follow up. Like it's just that by itself. And then there's there's all the little like vocal chops that come in. I really hope people appreciate the the one little bit of like glitchy, like the, that was one of the final details I added. That little like glitchy clarinet sample that just like freaks out for a second in the second drop and comes oh, yeah. back at the end. Um, yeah, I really like that when you when when you when you see that in. I'm like, we need we need that. We need a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, all, all the little like transition and fills like that 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 splice sample that. The, the the cutoff breath that leads into the second drop. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, that I, that was there from like a really early. Yeah, that, point. that was there from I think the jump. I think, yeah. I think that was. I, I I give credit to Jesse for like pushing to have some just something there. Well, you added a bar too. Yeah, that's that was that was the the real thing is just like adding one bar and just having it like really. It's the whole the whole song is so patient. I love what I love about the production of it is that it really like it's really minimal. It's like truly minimal. Like it's just synth and vocal at the beginning and then the only thing that's that gets added is one extra vocal layer and it feels bigger like the energy management still feels like it makes sense and then you get to the drop and it's like tiny it's like a dinky little synth with like a pretty like a somewhat heavy bass but like it's just it's just that there's no melodic information it's just like oh it's like stranger things now like it's just like that was the thing the hard thing to juggle too is you know on the like why am i nervous it's not all i hurt this we had that low that bassy sort of patch yeah. that like I wanted it to sound sort of like, like, you know, Stranger Things, but then it added so much bass information that it made the drop feel even yeah, more dinky. So trying, trying to the drop. balance those two things out was, was definitely like an interesting, um, yeah, an interesting kind of juggle. The, I, I really love the, uh, the fake strings at the end. Oh yeah. Like with, those, those run through the vocoder. Yeah. Those are vocoder cellos, but it's just such a, it's such a, like, it just sounds like a nice, like kind of glitchy string section. That's like one of my favorite sounds to play around with. And I think especially on this song, it came out really well. And then when we added, we added the, I did a bunch of melodining of trumpets. So there's two trumpets that kind of come in and harmonize with each other that are from the We're Fine mm-hmm. session. So the, the, there's this really nice, like not, not a single actual string part 
was or trumpet part was recorded with this arrangement in mind it's just me like squeezing like <laughs> squeezing the most out of like old recordings that we have lying around i think the cello the cello is just a splice sample but like using vocal synth and using melodyne i got them to play exactly what i was hearing in my head and it sounds what what i like about it is like whereas on other songs in the record we have real cello arrangements that are like specifically for the song and they sound really organic I think If We're Done is the most electronic song on the record. Yeah. It's the most inorganic sounding, but it still has, the vocals are so raw and intimate. The The clarinet adds such a like homey feeling to it. And then the ending is in that kind of synthetic, natural space of like it's fake strings and fake trumpet that are with technology sound very real. So it's it sounds orchestral and organic and natural, but it, it is inherently electronic and it kind of fits into the palette of this electronic track and makes it sound a little more natural. In a similar vein, one of the parts that I really love about the outro is the like the if we're done like pedal. Yeah, the vocal. Um, but it's so mashed and so vocoded that at the beginning it just sounds like like another synth. Yeah. And we strip at the end, we strip the vocoder back. So at the very, very end, you can hear what it's saying, which is just if we're done, if we're done. And they got those very speed gang vocals yeah. that sound like a like a creepy children's choir. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a nice vibe. So yeah, I hope everybody hears hears those little pieces of, of ear candy. What about what I get? What I get. Yeah, that's a song. That's an interesting one. So what's really interesting is what I get, we actually wrote in the same weekend that we did most of We're Fine. Um, we were in the cabin in Big Bear. Right. And I recall we like went to the nearby lake. Yeah. And on the drive back, I had this melody in my head. So I recorded that on a voice memo and then we got back to the cabin. I think we drank a bit. Yeah. And you started building out this track that guitar. Yeah, it all started. I remember playing the guitar. Yeah. And, and, and it was like dad gad and just playing those chords and having that little riff in there. And I just remember like that was immediately a vibe. You want to talk about the thing that haunted me the most about the song over the course of years? Whenever I was like, oh, I think we could probably scrap this one, like whatever. I would listen to it and I'd be like, okay, we can scrap this one. And then I would get to the chorus. And it wasn't even the, it wasn't even the woes. It wasn't even the chorus. It was that guitar riff. Yeah. It's so simple, but it. I'm like that. Oh, that has to exist somewhere. And then, then the 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 O's, you know, whatever. You can actually hear us in the voice memo coming up with that. I get thinking we could be the same. Everything we know has changed. I
This is what I gave. That's cool. Yeah. What I like about that is that when we actually decided we wanted to like run with it, you know, we heard we heard the trumpets, so we asked Scott to put on the trumpets. But right. also, I, I knew I wanted to do a lyrical rewrite. Like I knew that like there was there were things that could be tweaked about the the first verse to make it stronger. Things that didn't make sense in the second verse that could have been stronger. Though I mean, a lot, pretty much the whole thing was there. Like even that fast part in the second verse was all there. Yeah, there were little lyrical rewrites that could have been that could be stronger. But what really I needed was that doubling of the chorus to get that last little like twisting of the knife of the. This is what I get for thinking. was when I realized that it was an angry song. Mm. And that was what was so nice about recording it too, is that like at first, you know, it's a sad song, whatever, but really what it is, is it's a self-loathing song. Right. It's this like, wow, I was so naive for thinking that like this could have had a happy ending for us. Right. Like, the, like or, or even, you know, some semblance of civility. I didn't realize I had a chip in my shoulder until we were like recording it. Right. And then I'm like, oh, that has to come out in the mic. Like that has to come out in the vocal take, and I think it does. Yeah, I think it. Like I think you hear the this sort of sadness blend into anger by the end of it. Um, is there something in the production that you think stands out? I mean, I people. I mean, that guitar is just doing so much work. You yeah, know? That's, I, I think. I think what I was just thinking. What's interesting about the production is it's one of those songs that everything that needed to all the creative uh, musical arrangement decisions that needed to be made were made in the cabin, like the demo track has that guitar, it has the synth going bump, 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 bump. It's got the drums, like that crazy snare pattern. All of the parts were there. It just didn't sound good. Like the the, the demo just didn't sound well executed. Even though all of my ideas, like it was it was a sketch. It was like it was like a, a, a pencil yeah. drawn sketch of of what would be a painting. So most of what I was doing in the in the in finishing the production was just re-recording some extra guitar to like make the guitar sound more full, recording some electric guitar to make the, the guitar sound more, more full, adding some like textural strings, layering the piano with a, with a more like gritty piano to make the piano pop out more. Well, so the gang vocals. And the gang I, vocals, yeah. I think yeah. one of the things that like different plans, so when we were working on Most Improved, we were bringing in gang vocals into a lot of those songs. We, yeah. were, bringing, we were bringing them into, um, there's a song called Small Things I Forget. We were bringing them into Hurt Nobody. Like we were realizing that there was a lot of power. When we first started Sleeping Lion, either you would sing or I would sing. And then we realized, oh, it kind of sounds cool when we both sing in unison, but we were like, okay, but occasionally that takes away from the song. Yeah. But we were realizing that we were singing in unison, but screaming in the room. Yeah. It added a little bit of uh, energy. We learned that from, you know, from Don't Like Me. As well, and so so a lot of the songs in different plans, almost every song in different plans has some version of gang vocals. Yeah, I think that added a lot to making the the ending feel big and anthemic. Yeah, I I, I, record, I also recorded like huge stacks at the end of just like these ooze. It's like ooh, like these like really big like washed out stacks. So you don't even register like in the final thing. They're they just are part of the sound, the wall of sound that is I the mean, it ending. has to be overwhelming. Yeah. I think also, like, we weren't going to get the non-singles, like, properly mixed, but when that song, when we, when we realized how much was sort of going on in that song, we sent it to Mike Pan from Transviolet. Yeah. It's, like, really, get, like, dial it Yeah, because sonically, it right. it's in a really similar world, so we're fine. And I guess kind of balanced. I think we also, like, fell in love with the song while working on it. Yeah. Like, I think that we were like, oh, yeah, this is an album track, whatever, and then we were like, oh, this could have been a single. Right. <laughs> like, oh, this is, this is, this is, I like the song a lot. 
Yeah. Um, well, you got to save something. Like people have already heard half of the record, so I'm glad that the there's one more song that people haven't heard that like feels like a follow up to everything we've currently been putting out. Do you have a favorite lyric? Do I have a favorite lyric? I think I think the second chorus is probably my favorite. Like this is what I get for thinking we could still be friends. Keep on calling like it's all okay. Like it goes away when I know we're not good yet. I think that's the part that hits me the most. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that, I think that that's the most recently written. I think that, that that was the line that required the most perspective. Yeah. You know, the sort of recognition of, because I don't think I could have written that when we started the song. I don't think I realized that when we had started the song. Right. You know, in the, in the way that I do, I do now. I think for me, it's the, um, now it's not like we talked since that morning you called and spoke like you didn't even know me saying, maybe I'm not as nice as I think I am and maybe I should have been better back then. And I'm not surprised I'm calling again, lying alone in my room. Now it's not like we talked since that morning you called and you spoke like you didn't even know me saying, maybe I'm not as nice as I think I am. And maybe I should have been better back then. And I'm not surprised that I'm calling again. That that for me is like, it feels especially hearing it feels like an indictment. Like it feels like, you know, obviously I'm singing it to myself, but it feels like really being called out on mm. like, you tell this story, you tell this narrative, but there's a whole nother perspective to take into account. Right. I feel like you know I, I try to bring that into the music, but at the end of the day, I'm the one writing the songs. Right. So I can't, you know, juggle these two perspectives. So it was nice to be able to be like, oh, maybe I wasn't who I thought I was in this relationship right. or after the fact, you yeah. know? No, that's huge. And uh, yeah, so that, 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 that line definitely, definitely stands out. And lastly, Butterflies. Right. What a song. What a song. I the mean, en- the ending of the record. What's crazy. I mean, I love that it ends the way that it does. What's crazy is that that session was like an hour. Like we started yeah. it at like 11 and she had to go at midnight. Right. I think we should just talk to Ashlyn about it. What do you think? Yeah. All right, we'll call her up. Well, hey there, Ashlyn. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. It's really good to see you. It's really good to see you too. I miss you guys. I miss you too. It's been it's been a weird time in the world and life and everything. Like I feel like I feel like we stay up to date, you know, with like the social media stuff. But you know, we used to get waffles. You know, we used to like you know have proper catch ups, and now we're all stuck inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I miss our waffle dates. I miss, I, yeah, I just like, I miss being in a room with you guys too. And just like, I don't know, we, we vibe with each other's energies and um, I miss writing songs with you. Me too. I mean, it, it like, I think really, really hit us last night while we were listening to the voice memo for Butterflies. Yeah. Just how like fun and special it was like that time when we, when we were all writing, like, cause we were writing a lot together. We were like doing sessions like maybe once a week or yeah. once every two weeks and like um, constantly and we had so many songs we had like outline yeah um, like um no room yeah no room i totally okay, forgot honestly, about that song until I last night i liked that song a lot that song was, that really was cool. one of my yeah. favorites like i remember any room for me i'm like yeah. that part's I, I, as soon as i heard that last night i'm like whoa yeah i know that was like <laughs> um i was like really proud of that one i remember like traveling because i was like also like simultaneously like traveling for dance all the time and like yeah. i was like on the plane listening to it and i'm like oh my god i'm actually proud of something i did <laughs> well right. i do also um sorry i can't be her yeah, yeah was i was song. gonna say With that, that like beatbox like yeah like industrial yeah 
Yeah, well, you know, if there's anything that we learned from this, like this project that we're doing, like the different plans record, is that you can always revisit. Like you could always Absolutely. go back, you know? And I think in a lot of ways too, because um, we were listening to a lot of voice memos last night from like that time. I, I was still learning how to write, you know? Like Noah was still learning. Like sometimes there are songs that are good and then you got to get better to be able to like make them. And, and, and I feel like, I mean, your instincts have always been insane. I feel like I've always been like just trying to get better. And I, I feel like who I was two years ago versus now is a totally different. Absolutely. I feel like, um, and what you were saying, like revisiting, that's been a big theme for me this week. Just because like I'm like fresh, I have some like fresh inspiration to go off of currently, just hmm. like in my emotional life. And so I've been like writing and writing and writing, just like journal entries. Like I have two journals. I have songs and then anything but songs. Um, so right. I've been writing in my anything but songs because sometimes like looking at my songbook and like trying to write in it is so daunting because I feel like anything I write in there has to be good or has to be high quality. And so I like right. stop myself and then I just don't write anything. And I was like complaining to my mom as one does. And I'm like, <laughs> mom, like I, <laughs> I can't write anything. Like I have so much inspiration, but I can't write anything. Like I haven't written a single song or like I haven't finished a single song. She's just like, just get it written. Like, don't think yeah. about it. Just like get it written, like write it out. Cause you can revisit it later, but then like, you're going to like spend weeks thinking about it and you'll have nothing to show for it. And even if it's like bad, you can revisit it and you can like rework it. And like, you can be a great editor, but just get it out there and don't judge it so much. Well, that's so. like, that's the thing. I, I don't think I've actually like started like writing something uh, since the quarantine, other than maybe like one or two songs, but mm -hmm. it's been really nice revisiting stuff because, because the songs needed something that I didn't have when they started, mm -hmm. you know, like, even even something like Butterflies or, you know, We're Fine, which just came out, like yeah. those were songs that took a while because they had to, because we Absolutely. all had to like kind of become who we are now and, and also maybe have this like, you know, pandemic and quarantine really trap you with your own work and, and make you, you know, consider how you really feel about certain songs, you know, 100%. as opposed to others. There's a song on my EP that's not out yet. But it was the first song I ever did with uh, the producers I worked with on the EP. And like our first pass of it was not very good. And like it like it was super produced. It wasn't really our sound. I sounded like a child because I was. <laughs> and then like one day we just like completely scrapped all the production we did on it. And like after a year of growth together, redid it in like the most chill, like um, yeah. casual way and it like captured this essence that like wasn't there before and like after like mm. working together for so long and being in like a completely different mental space and having grown so much as people like individually as well like it finally worked so like sometimes you just have to let like let it marinate and then well and it, it, it kind of makes better. me excited for like whatever is coming next like yeah we wrote some really cool stuff but a lot of them were unfinished mm -hmm. things you know and, and maybe when the world starts up again, we, we can revisit and see, you know, what they can be, or, you know, we, we set them aside and move on to, to yeah. new, new ideas, you know, but, um, and then like, I maybe think of pull every from them randomly, like, Oh my God, remember that line from this that song that we never even used? Like it's, that's one decent line. Why don't we add that to this new song? That's about something completely <laughs> different, but it kind of works. Yeah. Definitely. I, I still, uh, we, we were hanging out with, uh, with our friends the other day and we we're just listening to like, you know, a bunch of old stuff. And I still can't get over that vocal stack in Outline. Oh. Just like that crazy, like. <laughs>
I just, I, I mean, I remember that day really, really clearly. It was just, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, for, for, for context, you, you and I kind of met, it was kind of a fluke. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been doing a little bit of work, but also was sort of being mentored by um, a composer named John Ehrlich, who like did the music for House and Goliath and stuff. And mm-hmm. his daughter took a, a dance class with you. Yeah, no, we, uh, we were on the same dance team for years. So he's like, okay, check out my, my daughter's friend. She's insanely talented and has not like worked with anybody or written with anybody. Yeah, I was just a little dancer. I think we <laughs> like cold emailed your mom. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, we were like, uh, hey, you know, we're 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 random. We're, we're random, literally random people. people. <laughs> we're just a couple of random, random adults, <laughs> but, pseudo but, adults. But we want to work with your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then your mom came over, you and your mom. We ate crepes. And we ate crepes. We ate crepes all of us. <laughs> yeah. We ate wow. crepes in Westchester. But like immediately, like, I mean, your, your, mom, your mom was awesome. We love your mom. And, I love her uh, too. And you were <laughs> insanely talented. And just like, we, we wound up writing like some really cool shit just like off the bat. So, yeah. you know, little do we know what, three years later, you know, we, uh, we got a song. We finally have a song coming out. Finally. It's out. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll be out. Nice. Wow. I'm glad of all of them it was butterflies too. I know. Yeah. That one was like I remember I like so remember the time I wrote that too. Like that was a very like raw, also kind of new emotion for me, like fearing, you know, what comes after like initial excitement. It was about a friendship for me, like when I was writing it. But yeah, that was like the first time I'd cared so much about a relationship with somebody and worried about it. Listening back to the voice memo, it was really interesting to sort of hear because you you and I were talking about the same things, but like different, you know, different circumstances. Like you were talking about a friendship. I was, you know, I was sort of in a relationship yeah. brain, you know, like just, I'm like, oh, what's the consistent factors? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were talking about how, like how often it is um, that like people really, really like us at first. Yeah. And then just get tired of it. Just mm-hmm. get really. Oh yeah. I also think I was pulling inspiration from the industries I was in at the time, because I feel like when I was working with you, that's also when like I started to really take a dance career seriously. Mm-hmm. And when I actually started like getting opportunities and it was like a constant, like, where did you come from? Like, you just like, you just came out of the blue. Like, you know, where'd you come from? And I like, obviously I didn't just like appear out of thin air in the dance community, but like I was trying to, I was like finally getting attention, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, like it's it's a couple months of me being this like new shiny thing that people can, you know, get excited about. But like what happens after like a year of me existing in their lives? Are they going to get tired of me? Are they going to be like, okay, she's like, same thing, same thing as I remember from months ago. Like not much has changed. I'm kind of tired of her. And so like that was a major fear as well. <laughs> yeah. Like both like, you know, individual relationships and my relationship with my career. So, yeah. Well, and we, we feel that in a lot of ways too, like even just working with you, like, you know, I was like, like, we're like, are we old? Are we too old to be due? You know, like <laughs> we're 24, but like. Our, our, like, our career's over. Will we, uh, yeah. is it too late for are us? Are we not shiny anymore? Are we in are the we, sunset of our lives? Isn't yeah. that weird? We, like our lives yeah. have not even started yet. And we're like worried about the end. 
Yeah. yeah. We're worried that it's that, over. That's how we that's how we do. Like that kind of anxiety, I think, is what drives us to like yeah. try to make I mean we were listening again back to the voice memos. We were we were just writing constantly because we were terrified of like what would happen if we had, took a week off. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. We wrote so many songs that month. Like butterflies, or I guess butterflies was later. Butterflies was it was a little earlier. But when we wrote yeah. outline, we listened back to the outline session and that was like sandwiched in between like eight other songs. Like eight other songs. Like, so we're all like pretty good and like just like back to back to back to back because we were just like mm-hmm. we like didn't yeah we didn't know what to do with but ourselves. We, we burned just, out and learned the the value of mental health, which yeah, everybody's exactly. got to do. Absolutely, <laughs> that was me during quarantine. Like mm. with all this stuff and like with um you know with everything kind of coming to a halt, I'm just like first of all, who am I without my work? Like, do I like right. myself without my productivity? And yeah. yeah, I learned that I make better quality things when I like. Like, okay, okay, here's where I was going. Okay, we found it. You guys, we found it. We found it. Self-motivation. Doing things because I actually want to. Mm. And like sometimes, especially with like schedules and like having that like life where I had to deliver for so many different people all the time, I was doing things and I'm like, yeah, of course I like to do this, but I'm doing this because I have a deadline. I'm doing this because somebody expects it from me. I'm doing this because it's something that I'm good at. This is my like, quote unquote, like trade. And then- nobody's asking me to do anything, you know, all of a sudden. Mm. And I'm like, wow, what is it that I actually want to do? And so like, I probably didn't write a song for a solid month that quarantine started. And I was so frustrated with myself about it. I'm like, am I only doing this to please people? And so when I wrote that first like song, just out of like pure, like an emotional state and trying to get myself through something, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, we're good. This this is something that I actually do enjoy genuinely. And like from there, (laughs) I started making it more of like a game. I make I made it like fun for myself. I made it like a way to explore things within myself and not like, I made it a way to like, I don't know, actually enjoy art. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things that's been really nice is, you know, No and I have been, you know, before all this, we were really doing the session grind and like, you know, through this, we've been working on the record, but in a lot of ways, we, I think we missed sight of what we enjoyed about doing this to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think what's been nice about revisiting songs is that we wrote those songs in a space when we were excited about writing songs. Yeah. yeah. And I think it kind of reminded us that that doesn't have to go anywhere or have to be traded away. Yeah. Like even just listening listening to, to the Butterflies session, like I'd been so tired of doing sessions and like so burnt out from sessions. And then Noah and I both looked at each other and we were like, do we miss sessions? Yeah. Like we miss sessions. We miss writing with people. We miss yeah. like what that what that is. And I think oh I think God. also what was really crazy about the butterfly sessions that I didn't realize until listening back last night. Uh, we only had an hour. Really? We did it in an hour. Yeah, pretty <laughs> no much. Way. Yeah. The whole Why did we only have an hour? Because it was late. You wound up. Wow. Um, you had something. We had something. We wound up not really meeting up. I think until like ten thirty or eleven p.m. And, and you wanted to go home at midnight. Yeah. Of course I did. Oh um, I think. I mean, I think your your mom was yeah. like, "Come home at yeah. midnight." Um, no, I was still like seventeen. Oh my but god. It was, it, right. Weird. Well, it, it was also it was crazy. Like I'm just you know listening back. Like I was eating a bag of Chex Mix. Yep. I think I was throwing some of it at you. Yeah, and I I think I was eating goldfish. Yeah, because you just hear in the recording all of this this so chewing, much, so much crunching, and, so much chewing. I've never and, and, heard anything more characteristic of my <laughs> process. I'm I eating mean, the whole time. That's the process. That's how we do. That's how we do. But yeah, no, uh, you know, I think Noah throughout the 
because you we we were talking about excitement and the idea of butterflies and whatnot mm-hmm. and Noah throughout the sort of concept of will you still like me when the butterflies are gone? Yeah. And then we were sort of off to the races, just kind of like, well, at one point I'm just like when the butterflies fly away and you were like, that's throwing up. <laughs> no, at one point, no, no, this, this is great. We wrote the lines, will you still like me when the butterflies fly away, fly away from my stomach and into the sun? And you were like, that's throwing up. <laughs> and it's absolutely I hilarious. I just had the same reaction. I forgot about that whole thing, but I'm yeah. like looking at you guys right now like, what kind of a line is that? <laughs> well, so we were, we, I think we were having like trouble trying to figure out what it was. And then Noah was like, what if it was this verse refrain? I think we even played Randy Newman. Like, I think we played like some verse refrain songs. I, I, I believe the specific quote, which I, I hope you splice in is. Guys, what if we write a fucking verse refrain song? Oh I'd only God. ever I'd only ever written one verse refrain song before in songwriting class. We got an assignment to write an AABA song in the style of like uh, to make you feel my love, mm-hmm. and, and I absolutely adore that style of writing. And yeah. I think in the pop sessions that we've been doing at the time, I was like just so like burnt out of like right here we write a verse and then we write the pre-chorus yeah. and then we write the chorus. And I think there was just. Because that's the thing, I, I don't necessarily connect with butterflies emotionally, interestingly enough, because I'm a very quiet and reserved person. I don't overwhelm people from the jump. I underwhelm people and then they slowly get to know me. But the thing that really excited me, the thing that clicked in my brain during that session was butterflies is a really cool concept. It's strong enough to carry a refrain. What if we write a song that doesn't have a chorus and it just lands on this beautiful line? And mm-hmm. as soon as I, as soon as that like coalesced in my brain, I was like, this is like absolutely. Even though, because it was also interesting for me listening back to the voice memos, I wasn't really involved in the lyric writing process at all. Like I threw out that that hook line, and I I added one really. I added the really in the oh when it was I like, can't uh, really yeah, help yeah. it. Okay. That was yeah. like, that was the, my one lyrical edit. Otherwise, I was just like in piano land. I was like yeah. finding you, all the weird you, arcade you, sounds. You can yeah. you can hear it in the, in the voice memo, like piano me just land. like playing. Yeah. Like you, you guys even got frustrated with me for playing different chords because I was just like trying to find the right chords to yeah. set underneath. Like my brain was we like fully in music mode. Yeah, you're like, there's like points where both of you stop me. It's like, can you just go back to the chord progression? No, I was like, no, can you can you play the progression? You're like, I'm I playing am. The, the progression. And, Ashton, you're like, my brain is telling me you're not. <laughs> I was so mean. Okay, not mean. No, I just no, had, like, you, I had a lot of attitude. I was so comfortable with you guys. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I think we were just really comfortable with each well, other. Yeah. What was crazy too, though, was that like your instincts were really good. Like at one, like I, I thought, the song was going to be this one thing, but every time, like you has a he- you had a hesitation, it led to the song being better. Like, like there was not a misstep. And what was really cool was obviously we were you know on a bit of a time crunch, but so much of the song developed from this like like I'd never heard a session that was so like fifty fifty. Like mm-hmm. it was like like I had a line, then you had the next one. Oh, like, absolutely. You know, like it was just this sort of bounce back and forth. I should have brought my little my sleeping lion songbook so I could like be going through like all the like things that we scratched out right now like as we're talking about that. Ugh, damn it. Okay. Well, well, you talked about like, you know, uh, the surface, the idea of the surface. I, you know, I was like, w- w- when we, when we were listening, like, uh, I was like, how did the second verse happen? Cause it's a complicated concept of yeah. like, I hope you don't mind it. Like there's so much behind it, yeah. you know, you can hear the sort of twinkle in both of our eyes. Like yes. you can hear the twinkle in our eyes when we get, when we got the second verse down, yes. you know? Oh my God. Absolutely. And for me, it was definitely like personal experience. Like, literally like remembering how I felt or like thoughts that ran through my mind and like real conversations I was having with real people in my real life. Um, real. Um, real. And so like, you know, like so much I'm afraid you'll miss. Like I remember being like, you know, like I want, I want you to, um, 
you know, I want you to take in all of me and like, you know, absorb it and appreciate it. Like I want to be appreciated for every side of myself. And even though it's a lot, like I just like I want I want somebody to care that much. But I feel like you're going to stop paying attention and you're just going to miss the good parts of me because like we don't even get there before you get tired of it. Yeah, that that was uh, I, I loved this so much behind it. You know, mm-hmm. like there's yeah. a reason we are this way like that. You know, it's like one of those things we say the right notes always sound right. And it was just like whenever you and I locked in like that was I think we wound up writing that last verse in like the last five minutes. I, yeah, you were like I you I think called your Uber and I and Nate was like lay down the piano and yeah. you can literally hear the click track and I'm laying down the piano part that ended up being on the record while you guys are chewing on the very last two lines yeah. of the chorus. Honestly, of the second verse. Nothing like a time crunch to like let your intuition take like the lead. Like you're on autopilot yeah. at that point. And honestly, like it works. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, what's crazy too is like. When we actually had the the first time we sang the hook, what Noah played immediately after on the piano wound up being, and and on top of that, like you know, Noah saying, "Oh well, if it's a verse refrain, we need a B section. We need a B section. We need a B section." And I didn't want it to be like at first we were like messing around with chords, but like I didn't necessarily want it to like modulate, yeah, you know, or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Randy Newman song, just simple. And you and I were jamming, like you and I were were kind of riffing on on just singing "Gone." Like yeah. you were harmonizing oh, with me, yeah. you know. Yeah. We were, like we were harmonizing with each other. Like I'm like, I'll take the low, you take the high. I yeah. couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have the low at all. <laughs> um, we were just riffing off of each other, and uh, and then that turned into a whole section, yeah, of the song. Yeah, there's a point in the voice where you're like, "What if that's the B section?" Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like that that is what it ended up being. Absolutely. The last little thing that like we both kind of freaked out, listened back yesterday was at the very end, maybe the last minute of the voice memo. You go. Um, I hear a cello in this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can hear oh this. I can hear this having cello, and two years later, we got an insane you cello, cello. player <laughs> on it. You know, yeah. Isaiah Gage absolutely crushed it. Came through. Uh, Only came through. Uh, was there was there a highlight in the session that stands out? Was there something that y- you remember distinctly? Yes. I remember recording the. Con. I guess this wasn't the writing of it. This was the recording of it. I think I think you hadn't called the Uber yet. I think you extended just yeah. to to record. So that mm-hmm. was the same night. Okay, it was the same night. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we, we we got that demo because you know that, I yeah, wanted to jump demo. on those harmonies. Harmonies are literally my favorite thing. Um, my dad says I was born to be backup singer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, no, I'm not kidding. He actually said that, but. He believes in me. Um, <laughs> well, our parents said we were born to never sing ever. So yeah. oh that's the step up, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that is. We can unpack that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, no, I definitely remember recording those um, backing vocals and just like wanting to add stacks and stacks and stacks. And you guys were like, chill. Okay, we have it. We have like these. <laughs> you don't have to do a million more. I also- we were more like chill to each other. We were, if, if you heard us saying chill, it was us going, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like she can sing that high. No, I just remember I just like I wanted to keep like adding and and there, we were just like at, at some point we're gonna have to stop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at some point it is too much harmony. At some point there is too much, especially since it's just been one voice the entire time. We're not about to have a choir come in. Um, <laughs> that and then definitely the butterfly line. I got super excited about it just because it was so simple and so effective. Yeah. Like, Cause usually like with my songwriting, like I find myself trying to like really like 
precisely define everything that I'm feeling and it gets so wordy and so complicated that I'm like okay if nobody's actually in my brain right now like it's just me like spewing the same theme over and over again and just rewording it as many times as I possibly can to make sure it makes like perfect sense (laughs) and so like for me having that one like will you still like me when the butterflies are gone and that summing up everything I was feeling was so exciting for me I'm like okay I found it like we found that like simplicity together and I was so excited about that because it's it definitely like differed from my personal writing style at the time. And it definitely taught me how to keep things like simple, but powerful. Mm. And it definitely like is something that I kept in my brain for a long time from there as I kept writing on my own as well. Like you don't have to do too much to make somebody feel something. I think what really resonated about the song, the reason why it haunted us so much to the point of like putting it on the different plans record was that without any bells and whistles, without any any production, without any anything crazy, it says something that we felt at that time and still I think feel exactly how it needed to be said. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? I, I don't think I really don't think there are many songs that we've written that that feel that clean. Yeah. You yeah. know, that it's like that it's a good very word. Cl- Yeah, it's a clean it's, it's a very clean song. The, the writing is like neat and tidy like yeah. it, it, I, I felt that listening back to the voice memo and seeing it come together piece by piece even melodically yeah. like it took us forever it took us forever to get the After we like had like a hundred different versions really and like it took, yeah. it took us a really Why long time. Why is my to, memory to sit. gone? I do not remember. No, no our memory, we, we literally sat down. We literally sat down and listened to the entire voice memo. So we, our memory is very much refreshed. I remembered literally none of this before last night. Okay. Yeah, me neither. But it's, okay, it was good. really interesting just seeing like, like it was, it was like bits of a puzzle. Like we had the hook line, we had the first line of the verse and we kind of like kept filling in the blanks. We were listening yes. like we were That's watching a movie. Part, we were like, honestly. we were like, we were watching like we were in the movie theater, just like, Come on, guys! Like you're almost there. You're almost like, there. Don't, don't go down. <laughs> yeah, the it's hallway. like it's like, like you guys know what's coming next. You guys know what yeah. like the final thing is gonna happen. It's like you can see all the pieces laid out there, but like us in the moment couldn't. Yeah, it's, well, there's, there's something really exciting about that. Well, yeah. and, and even even Noah is like, well, is like he's like, I'm pretty sure Nate, you're gonna say that line because that's a that's a very Nate line, but but Ashlyn's gonna say that line because that's mm-hmm. a very Ashlyn line. Like yeah. not even remembering who said what, it was just like, yeah. there's so much of like how you and I kind of mesh yeah. and like how we phrase certain things I can't that are even like interplaying with each other. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's exactly 50% of it. No like, way. It's like, it is pretty much, we, we were trading lines. It was, it was Damn. really crazy to hear us kind of like volley certain lines. Good for us. Yeah, we were crushing. We were like, we were, we were on it. But yeah, Noah, you're so right. Like, it's very clean. Like, I feel like listening to it, like, it's simple. And then there's like, there's not a word that I'm like, ooh, if we just took that word out, like, it would still make sense. Like, every word is like supposed to be there, which is nice. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it says a lot with a little. Like, yeah. there's, like it, it actually, like, it gets it really complex. Like, the, the we, we were talking about the second part of the second verse, the, like, I hope you don't mind it. There's so much behind it, so much I'm afraid you'll miss. Like, that says so, so much. It adds lines. such a dimension. It, like, it adds such a dimension to the song of, yeah. like, it, it explains this fear. Yeah. And, in a really, like, heartfelt and sincere kind of way. And it's, like, it's hard to, like, just come up with that. Like, it, yeah. it, it was one of those things that sort of wrote itself, like, bit by bit. But, like, Absolutely. it's it, on the page, it, it just, it's such a beautiful construction. Kudos to us, too, for throwing momentum and novelty into a first verse. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Totally. I, I I remember like us going around being like, oh, I want the word novelty. I want momentum. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. I want- yeah. 
we we made it we made it happen we made it work i think in any other session if it's like i want the word novelty i'm like what is this the 1850s nope yeah. it is 2018 20 18 well, 18 it was, yeah it was 2018 september of 2018 that year was a long time ago yeah, everything last week. Last week was a long time ago. It we really were in this was. room. Like, what was yesterday? I don't even remember what I did yesterday. I don't yesterday. remember anything. Oh yesterday. no, oh, I do. Yesterday was. We a good were in day. the stu- We were in the studio, but there was no desk. It was just the keyboard in the room. There was a mattress in the middle oh, yeah, of the, the floor. Mattress on the floor. Are you guys describing what you did yesterday? No, <laughs> no. This no, was this was our writing session, right? Session. Yeah, okay, yeah. There was yes. the mattress in the middle of the floor. You remember that? Yeah. No, absolutely. I was lying down on it the whole time, eating my goldfish. You were. You were like, if I fall asleep, just. I definitely was so tired. Up. I was I was like drifting a little bit. Well, that's um, the thing. I think we were all like kind of exhausted, which is why I don't think we all necessarily remember it. I, yeah. I, if you were to ask me before listening to the voice memo, like, what do you remember about the session? I'd say it was late. Mm-hmm. The mattress was in the middle of the floor. <laughs> the song was there at the end of the hour. Yeah. Like it just came, it just really came to us. It yeah. really poured out, you know? You know why? At least for me, and this ties into like, okay, you know how I used to do those like midnight singing things? Oh, yeah. for the yeah. people listening, um, on my Instagram, like every night for a year, I would like just make like a little like singing video at my piano, like super quiet because my whole family was asleep. And I would just like post it on my Instagram stories like every night. It was just like something I did. But somebody asked me like, why do you do this at midnight? And I'm like, it's the only time of the day where I'm too tired to like overthink what I'm doing. Mm. So whatever I do at that hour, like I, in my brain, it's good enough because I just don't even have the energy to criticize myself. And so maybe that's why the song ended up being good is because I just didn't <laughs> yeah. have the energy to judge myself. So I mean, we that, just that, let it happen. That could very well be it. I, I felt similarly, like I, I, between the rush of trying to, it was, it was this, it was this um, blending of feeling really inspired by how beautiful the piano sounded and how good you sounded and like how how powerful that concept just from the jump was and sort of feeling a responsibility to it mm. mixed with, we have an hour to like actually mm-hmm. make this happen. And also I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, it's going to, everything's going to be slightly harder to do. I think that's why it wound up coming together. But yeah, it, it, it really felt like all three of us were firing on like all cylinders. Like you can hear and feel the, uh, the energy in the room, you know? That's why it's special. Uh, that's why I special. And I hope people who hear the song hear how much it meant to us and how yeah. and, and how 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 much it resonated with us then and now. I think so, people yeah. are gonna connect with it. I think I think like a song that has writing that clean, like has to has to connect with people. Mm-hmm. How did you feel f- hearing the final version? I loved it. It like it was almost nostalgic. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to it and I'm like, okay, like my voice doesn't sound like that anymore, first of all. Like it was like baby <laughs> me singing it, and I'm just like a part of me was like I want to give this kid a hug. <laughs> like, oh, like, cause just like, I, like, you know how you are, you're always talking about like you being a time traveler and stuff like that. Nate. Yeah. And like, you yeah. know, going back to your past and going back to that, like I revisit the old versions of myself. I feel like I'm like constantly changing and like, it's like shedding skin. And so like rem- yeah. I'm remembering like the different molds of myself throughout the years. And I'm just like, I so clearly could see that version of myself when I listened to the final version of this song. And I just remember all the things that I was feeling, all the things I was overthinking about, all my fears. And, you know, I still overthink, I still have fears, but they're just so different than the ones I had at that time. And I just wanted to like reach through the phone and like give this voice a hug and tell her that like things were going to be okay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, hey, you know, 
things are okay. I know. You know? And hopefully we, future me it. listens to the stuff I'm writing now and, and she's just like, oh, Ashlyn, like, you're going to be fine. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think we, uh, we owe it to our, our future selves just to, to worry just a little less and, and let them handle, you know, it's their yeah. problem for a I second. Also, you know? I also think that we owe it to our future selves to be completely honest with how we feel at this exact moment, just yeah. so that we can paint them that picture. Yeah. Like I, um, you know, write in diaries all the time and I've written in diaries since I was in like second grade. And like second grade me was so honest and such a mess, you know? And so I'd write, I'd write about the dumbest shit, but like it was so important to me. And I wrote about it like it was the most urgent thing in the world. And I was such a little drama queen in my head. And so like, of course I look back at it and I just like cringe. I'm like, why did I say that? Why did I think that? But like, you know, it's not hurting anybody. Nobody heard me say this stuff. Nobody like read right. my journals, except maybe my sister, you know, just cause that's what they do. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, thank God I was so like honest and candid about like everything that was happening in my brain at the time. Because now I look and I'm like, wow, I know exactly like I can remember exactly how my second grade self felt and moved through the world. And so like I'm trying to do that now and be like completely honest when I'm writing and just doing it for myself and doing it for my future self so that they know exactly how I was like every detail about how my mind was working at the time so that they can see how much they've grown. Well, and that's... Uh... I, I, you know, I keep journals as well. And every time I get a new journal on the last page, I write a letter to myself. And sometimes it reads like, how you doing? Like whatever. And sometimes it reads like, please like me. Like it's like future self. I really want you to like me. Like future self. I hope that I'm not like a disappointment or something that you would cringe at. And I've been, I've been trying to be like, you know, for now when I'm writing those letters, trying to be like, listen, this is what's happening. You can judge that as however you want, but like, I'm working really hard. If anything, I'm like calling him out. I'm like, I think the last letter I wrote, it ended with like, I'm working so hard. If you have everything that I want now, I know that you'll already be on the next thing, but mm-hmm. I need you to take a second to appreciate it. Absolutely. Because I'm working so hard to make this happen and I'll be damned if you take it for granted. Yeah. Oh my God, that's good. That's very I, good. Uh, I, had, I, 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 I read that recently and I, got, I, got, I was like, Yo, Nate, you're calling me out, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You're really, you're really trying to, you really, you really got my number, you know? Totally. Oh my God. Next time we meet up for waffles or something, like I need to read you this journal entry I wrote. Actually around the time we wrote Butterflies, mm. I was like 17 and I wrote in my old journal, like, I think I titled it like vision. And it's just like, I have this vision for who I want to be. And it's like, you know, this girl who just like cares so much and is so open about caring and not embarrassed to care about things open-hearted like stands up for herself like super creative and doesn't judge it just like lets like lets her thoughts like free like all these things that I was so afraid of being or had so many like fears and like judgments towards myself for and I read it back and I'm just like this is how I exist now and I like I don't even give it a second thought I'm just like yeah this is the way I am this is like I I do care very openly about things now I do express myself constantly and sometimes get judged for it and sometimes feel bad mm-hmm. about myself but like I'm just a lot more open and like my, I'm I'm as open as my past self wanted me to be <laughs> and like that was such a main focus of mine because I was so in my shell and I just wanted to come out of my shell so bad and now I am out of my shell and I have a whole new world of fears and insecurities <laughs> and issues that I'm trying to deal with. But like, I had to take a second and be like, oh my God, I am all she wanted right now. <laughs> That's got to count for something. Yeah. Well, you know, 
we we've always thought the world of you like if anything you pushed us when we first moved to LA to like to be better like to just like be excited enjoy this whole experience to be time travelers you know mm -hmm. to and to write honestly um and you know no matter no matter when we see each other again no matter when we write again no matter what happens next in our lives or careers like that that'll always mean the world to us and yeah and it, it means the world for us that you're on this record yeah. like oh i think God. it's really it's really it's really it makes me really happy that the song gets to see the light of day and that it gets to like be a part of like our story and and that it, it didn't just sit on a hard drive forever like that's yeah. that's one of the songs that really would like i don't think it would have hit me immediately but somewhere like if the song never came out like a couple years from now i'd be like what is wrong with the world this yeah. this makes no sense yeah well wow. What what do you say we uh, we let the listeners time travel with us uh, just a bit and we we send them back to the session? I think that's should a great we, idea. Should we roll the clip? We roll the clip. Down, right? I'm gonna lie down. 
What's gonna happen when we lose our momentum? Will you still like me when the novelty's gone? What's gonna happen when it all is said and done? You still like me. No, what's gonna happen should rhyme with momentum. Yeah. I'm lying in this way. Okay. What's gonna happen? That, that like what's gonna happen when we lose some momentum when the novelty wears off. <clears throat> I mean I guess it could be right, but I'm hearing more as like a second thing. Oh yeah, yeah. With the beginning just being like, sure you like me now, like that you look you're all hot. That's what I was thinking too. I was just like uh, like I, I know there's parts of me that make me special or whatever. Yeah. Um I said, yeah, I'm exciting. I wrote that. You did? Oh, I'm different and exciting. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm exciting. Yeah. Guys, what if we write a fucking first refrain song? Okay. Oh, shit. Like an old school AABA, like we write, it's like a thing. Oh, I'm so, so into this. Around, and then it's like, what's going to happen when the butterflies are off? I'm so into this. I'm so into that. I've wanted to write an AABA song for so long. Can someone explain to me what's going on? That's so nice. That's so pretty. Uh. <laughs> I feel like this is like a song in like a, a movie. I song. No, I'm excited. Not enticing. If you don't know me at all. But what's gonna happen? like me like not in the first one but the second time around we go you still like me Ooh. you know and we have like a nice vocal stack there
That's like in 25 minutes. Really? Yeah. Second verse, Jesus. go. Okay, okay. It's something that I, I feel like I have no control. I can't control it. Mm, we could do better. Oh, don't. I was just saying, I can't control it. Something to something. I've always been like this. Well, because I've always been like this. What if the, the second, like, second line is like, it might be something you miss, you know? Mm. Oh, and d- miss can rhyme with surface. Oh, interesting. I wrote something about a surface, but I don't know what that means yet. Yeah, me neither. But it's, it's a we're on to something. What about this? So like... I'm overwhelming I can't even help it I've always been like this Sometimes it's too much But I can't get enough I can't get attached like Butterflies I come Butterflies I come Wait, that's our B section. I, I want to say like the second stanza like these are things you're gonna like miss about me. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit overwhelming, I can't really help it. What? I'm a bit overwhelming, I can't really help it. I've always been like this. But then you should, like, the second part of it should talk about how... I would say, well, yeah, like, but when this is, when this is over, something to something will be the first thing you miss. But it's not talking about ending, it's talking about somebody who's scared about ending. You you said something earlier and I loved it. I'm talking about um, like how, like the overwhelming part like is good at first and then you get tired of it. Tired. I hope you don't mind it. behind it I'm afraid you'll miss I like there's so much behind it I'm afraid you'll miss yeah like I'm afraid you'll miss it like I'm afraid that you'll miss like like you'll be so overwhelmed by this personality that you'll miss like the core of it like the real person so much I'm afraid I'm afraid you'll miss so much behind it yeah I hope you don't mind it there's so much behind it So much I'm afraid you'll miss Yeah I like that, I really like that And that sings super cool And she makes it a little bit different from the first time around So yeah, so the f- first time around we'll just keep it, keep it tight, right? And then the second, second time around we should have the, 
the vocal sort of layer um, between the um, we used to like me. Yeah. Like we used to like me. Oh. And the part of thought is I She's the best. Oh man, she yeah, she's she's like one of my favorite people to work with. Like yeah, just for sure, just the sweetest and like the coolest person ever. Period. And also like the craziest voice. That ending, I I I mean so chills it's still whenever. Still, yeah, I, I love you. Can hear in the in the voice memo. You know, she's like, let's bring in cellos. So we did. Right. Isaiah Gage. We were like, we really want pretty cellos. He's like. I got you. In the same way he did for We're Fine, he's like, I got you. And what was cool is even the ending was this sort of improvised thing, but he had that one theme going on. So we sort of Frankensteined it together yeah. to make, because we didn't have an end. We didn't even have chords for an end. Yeah, we just we had no idea how we wanted to end it. So he, he actually played that cello melody in a vacuum. And then we sort of cut it so it sounded more like a, like a melody and more cohesive. And then, you know, repeated some things and moved some things around. And then I just like sat down and played the chords. That would be the ending. And, and that's almost like one of my favorite parts because we ended Patient Creature, our first record, with actually improvised yeah, strings. Improvised strings. Improvised fiddle. It was it was an unexpected outro as well. And so, you know, it, it's almost like paying homage to it's an unexpected homage to how we end our EPs now. So, you know, that's the record. Yeah. And it's out in the world. Yeah. How do you feel now that's out? I feel I feel good. I mean, we we put so much work into it. It really was our quarantine projects. And I we put I think we it, it, I put more work into it than I ever expected. It was going to be like the B-sides record. We it was going to like, be blah. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be like, "All right, let's touch these songs up. It, let's give the people something to listen to." <laughs> the people. Let's, let, you know, it, no, but that was the thing. It was like, oh, "These songs are haunting us. Let it not haunt us anymore. Yeah, let's just, just get them out. Get them out." But I think yeah, we we, we went wound up hard. working hard on we them. We went yeah. hard on all of these songs and like I think managed to fall in love with each of them individually as we were working on them and they all kind of at one point or another were my favorite. So that at least, and we we spent the time and the money to really make them like what we needed them to be. And I think that we made something that we were proud of. And like now, now we just get to sit back and hope that people connect with it. What is kind of nice is is we are protected in a sense of people like, oh, whatever, like these are okay. We're like, well, that wasn't even the record. We have a whole record of stuff right. we wrote this year that we're planning on putting out next year. But what's been nice, a lot of the feedback has been like, this is some of your strongest stuff. Right. And part of me is like, well, if you think this about that, wait until next year. But part of me is like, I think that's the case because we really cared about it. Yeah. I think we didn't compromise anything with these songs. Like these, you know, we, we spent so much time since we moved to LA and these songs are really indicative of our, of our first two years in LA. 
we spent so much time trying to make pop music right. that we gave ourselves permission with this record because it was kind of a B-sides record to just approach it how we would want to approach it. And, and I think in doing that, I think we made an appropriate follow-up to Patient Creature. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because like obviously we, we made this one EP that was this whole experience. It was it defined like the 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 first phase of our career. And then we've just been putting out singles for like years. Yeah. And then we kind of went on a break. Like this is spiritually the follow-up to to that first project. And even though it and even though it, it is like just kind of a collection of songs, we were thinking of it as like a quarantine mixtape for a long time. It feels like a record. It feels yeah. it's it's a it's co- sonically cohesive. The story's there. And the sto- yeah, it's yeah. It's, got a, it's got a really strong story center. Uh if if anything it's a more cohesive record than than Patient Creature despite the fact these songs were all written in various times and various places. It was finished all together. Cuz I feel like we were chewing on some of the same stuff. Sometimes you know not at the same time you and I, but we have both been learning about repeated mistakes and, and what it means to sort of grow up and take ownership for them yeah. and sort of, you know, what it means to to be an adult and how and, and what that means for other relationships that we find ourselves in, both romantic and otherwise. And, and we've had to learn that over the course of the last couple of years. And as Ashlyn so incredibly said, you know, you can't rush the lesson. Right. So I guess that's what Different Plans is. It's a, it's a record that wasn't supposed to exist, made from love and un, like uncompromising love for you know these songs that haunted us to, to to talk about a lesson that as much as we wanted to rush we couldn't yeah so we hope you guys like this record <laughs> and if you don't like i said there's more coming but this one means a lot so we hope if you if you haven't yet you'll you'll listen to it and that the songs will will connect with you in the way that they have connected with us thanks for listening and enjoy different plans this is what i get like to thank Alan C. for supporting Talking Lion on Patreon and Isotope. We'd also like to thank everyone who's involved in the making of different plans. Jacob Herlig on drums, Scott Bell on trumpet, Isaiah Gage on cello, featured vocals from Transviolet, Miet Hope, and Ashlyn Malia. If We're Done was co-written by Jesse Mason, Tendencies was co-written by Casey Cook, Balance was co-written by Miet Hope, Butterflies was co-written by Ashlyn Malia. Additional vocals on We're Fine were provided by Salem Elise, Amelia Lee, Sad Alex, Kira Kazarin, David Leone, Yost, Sophia Lanuza, Nicole Conti, Josh Ford, Isabel Knezovich, and Max Chester. Cover art by Meg Meyer. All songs mixed except for If We're Done and Butterflies by Mike Pan. And mastered by Eric Bard. <laughs>